The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Friday, everybody. We have made it almost to the weekend on this Friday, November 17th, 2023. I'm your man, Jacob Goins, with you inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio for the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Joining me in the studio, as he does every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's Uncle T-Bone Wade Bennett of Radio Free Auburn with me in the studio. Happy Friday, brother. Hope you're doing well. It's a nice day here in Auburn, Alabama. Yeah, it's a beautiful day on the Plains. It's a wonderful weekend for football. Very happy to be here uh, this Friday on the line with you, Jacob Goins. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say congratulations, yes. my friend. Yes. Lee Scott Academy State Champions. Jacob Goins, I listened to you. You sounded great on uh, 100, uh, 100.3. And uh, go Warriors, man. Congratulations. What an honor that had to be to call another state championship win. A very, very huge honor. I'm very blessed to be where I am um, and be the voice of the Warriors. And yes, back to back state champions after beating Glenwood 24 to 14 last night there in Montgomery. So uh, we're actually going to talk a little bit about that coming up at 2:15 uh, when Greg Lane from uh, the Red Feather Club, the Lee Scott Quarterback Club, calls in to talk about that in just a second. But uh, Wade, want to uh, have you start previewing some of these big college football games? We got to get Lee Sterling on the phone for Paramount Sports and have him join us and talk about some of the biggest betting lines and, and biggest games in college football because while the SEC may not be the sexiest this weekend there's some big ones around the country no no question about it uh this is the weekend that I dubbed on my blog over there at RadioFreeAuburn.com. Check it out. Uh, the Calm Before the Storm weekend. Everybody knows what's coming next weekend, especially here on the Plains. With the Iron Bowl, it's Rivalry Weekend, Border War Weekend, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just about everybody in the SEC West this weekend. I'm not going to say takes uh, the weekend off because Auburn's certainly not playing an 8-3 and three team, and Alabama isn't either playing a 7-win uh, UT Chattanooga game but these are the type games that we've seen over the last 20 years where look you've it's been a long it's been a long season you're in the SEC you're playing big time teams you can take a couple of breaks and why not do it before rivalry weekend to kind of get tuned up right to see uh for for your rival coming to town if you're the Auburn Tigers uh over in the east though of the SEC uh it's a little bit different story which is kind of odd Vanderbilt will not play every other team in the SEC will Vandy if you remember started a week earlier and everybody else they're taking a bye the other six teams in the east will face off against one another How Jacob. About that? so uh yeah that's got plenty of SEC uh ramifications we all do know already though that the SEC championship game is set but there are some teams uh, still 
uh, maneuvering and looking to get into that college football playoff to get built up into a bigger bowl like Missouri. I mean, they're on the cusp of uh, being in a major bowl. So plenty of ramifications despite the fact that the SEC West is kind of uh, – got a cupcake weekend well looking at some of these sec games and some of the interesting betting lines in the sec as well we welcome in lee sterling from paramount sports and paramountsports.com our weekly guest to kick off the show on fridays lee it's great to hear from you i know it's been kind of a an up and down stretch of getting you on the show but man it's great to have you back yeah looking forward to it a fun week this week you know we only have that one marquee game, but uh, there's always a game that's going to surprise everyone. So uh, that's why we tune in, and uh should be a fun weekend. How about the news breaking Joe Burrow out for the yeah. year? Yeah, huh? oh my goodness. How does that, in your world, Lee, how does that affect all the all the betting lines and the futures for the Bengals? I know they lost last night and kind of playoffs yep. are up in the air, but how does that affect you and what you're doing? Oh, I think they're done now. I mean, I don't... You know, their backup is just not at a high high enough level. So um, that's what happens when you have a superstar. If, let's say, Kansas City was to lose Patrick Mahomes, uh, they'd have a tough time competing. So the thing that upset me was I had Cincinnati last week, released, uh, last night I released them as a play. And, mm. you know, now video's coming out where he had a uh, brace on his wrist. So uh, frustrating. I think all people, all they, they really want is they want a fair shake when they're gambling and uh when in college football and the NFL, when they're not giving it to you, you know, that's that's the only, you know, real discouraging point. Yeah, well, I know that's a big shakeup there in yeah. the world of the NFL, and we've had plenty of those in college as well. Uh, Lee, before we start getting into some of these SEC games, plug everything you've got going on where people can find you, how they can get involved uh, with you at Paramount Sports and ParamountSports.com. All right, well, always check out the website. We've got, always got a lot of free pick videos, so... You know, we can't go over every game. Let's say there's another big game that you want to see me, you know, break down and predict, you know, maybe a game like Miami and Louisville. Uh, that could have Louisville. Some people are saying there are, you know, have some outside an outside chance to get into the Final Four. That's a big game. And if they win, they're going to be taking on uh, Florida State in the ACC championship game in two weeks. And in Washington, you got the two top ten teams, Washington and Oregon State, mm-hmm. battling. Check out those videos and a bunch of – NFL videos. We have a big, big weekend in the NFL, so check out all those videos, ParamountSports.com. And uh, what we're doing today, I I love the card in college football tonight, one big game. Also in basketball, in the UFC tomorrow, we have our best play as an underdog. We're going to give you eight plays, eight plays total. How about this? Normally a one-day all-access pass is anywhere from $77 to $97.00 to $17. So if you've never been with me before, or let's say you're with me in one sport and want to try out the other, you know, three sports, all you need to do is go to ParamountSports.com, $17. That's right, for all eight plays, as soon as you purchase it, a window pops open with all eight plays, you're ready to go, and then hopefully you build the bankroll and you want to join us and uh, you want to come aboard uh, for the rest of the season. That's about $2 a play, man. Doesn't get any better than that. Doesn't get any better than that. So go check him out, Lee Sterling at ParamountSports.com. Let's jump into some of these games. Again, I know it's not the the most exciting and sexiest weekend in the SEC, but LSU – they are, they're just, this offense is unbelievable, and Jaden Daniels should be in the Heisman favorite conversation, and they're favored by 30 against Georgia State, and then also Kentucky favored by just a point over South Carolina. Yeah, LSU, 
You know, I, I think they're going to have an easy game here. Georgia State's offense is going to reverse. I thought they had a really good quarterback. Um, but they've lost, how about this, last three games, 44-27, 42-14, and also, again, 42-14 to Georgia Southern. James Madison, who's good, and App State, who's nothing special this year. They're going to cash that $1 million paycheck. That's going to heal a lot of bruises here. As you mentioned, Daniels game last week, 606 total mm. yards. Are you kidding me? 372 passing, 234 rushing. Um, I hope he, he relaxed uh, the next couple days here. Romper room special, LSU 70 to 21. Woo, 70 yep. points. How about yep. them, Apples? Real quick before we get yep. to the next game, Lee, uh, how about Jaden Daniels on the Heisman watch? Is he one of your front runners? I think he deserves it. I mean, you know, who who might be the best player in college football is Marvin Harrison for Ohio State, but they're not going to give it to a receiver. But uh, he's been fabulous. If he had a decent defense, uh, they he might be undefeated right now. Well, Kentucky will come up out of the uh, Commonwealth and travel to South Carolina. Given the uh, Gamecocks of points, what are your thoughts there, Lee? So these are two teams that need to win desperately. Devin Leary, I just don't know if he's the guy for them. They uh, opened the season 5-0, and played a bunch of cream puffs, 1-4 and straight up and against the spread for the Cats after that start. Whatever Kentucky has left, they might just be saving for Louisville here. South Carolina won the game 24-14 last year, wire-to-wire win. Spencer Rattler looked really good. They're not as good this year, but I just think that he can mask some weaknesses against his defense here. I don't think that much has changed here. I like South Carolina here, small underdog, wrong team favorite, 31-27. I like it. I like it a lot. I think South Carolina, I think the quarterback is the difference here uh, between South Carolina and Kentucky. Looking at some of these other games going on around the SEC this weekend as we're talking with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports at ParamountSports.com here on ESPN 106.7. One of the biggest surprises, not just in this conference, Lee, but in college football, Missouri, who is fighting to make not just a New Year's Day Bowl, how about a New Year's Six Bowl? They are a really, really good team, favored by 11 against the Gators of Florida, who have just been a roller coaster of a ride so far this season. Where are you going with Missouri and Florida. Yeah. So here, here's the problem with Florida if you want to back them. They've given up at least 39 points the last four games. Wow. Or, or larger. I mean, they can't stop anyone right now. So, I mean, and one of the games was to Arkansas. Doesn't that have much of an offense at all? Missouri's offense now smoking on the ground. That was their perceived weakness Maybe you know four or five weeks ago, even, but all of a sudden, Cody Schrader, 205 rushing yards last week against Tennessee, over 1,100 rushing yards so far this year. This has been a chalk series. Favorite five and two against the spread. The Gators, not much of a traveler. I can't back them. Six and 15 against the spread. The last 21 on the road here. Let's go with Missouri here. Big. 40 to 17. Yeah, that is a scrappy Missouri team on the cusp of making a major bowl for the first time uh, since joining the SEC. Uh, Florida's defense has been putrid. Uh, you know, it looks like Billy Napier might be uh, missing uh, his old defensive coordinator now over on the Plains, Ron Roberts. So I'm with you yeah. there, Lee. The Bulldogs stay on top of college football for like the 400th day in a row or whatever you want to call it, uh, barking at everybody else until someone knocks them off. They're going to travel up to Tennessee, who 
Lee, I'm going to be honest with you. It's been a major disappointment for me this season. Yeah. They, big games, have just done absolutely nothing. You know, you'd love to take a double-digit underdog at home in a big game, and you're perceived as a good team. But, you know, the last three years when they played, Georgia won by 13, 24, and 23 points. In the game last year, if you remember it, it was played in a driving rainstorm. Yeah. Georgia won by 13, but they dominated the game. I mean, it was not close here. And they just were very conservative from middle of the third quarter on. Uh, Georgia pounded Ole Miss for 300 rushing yards in last week's game. And Missouri pounded Tennessee's run defense to the tune of 255 yards here. Uh, Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton. I mean, he looks like a million dollars. He looks like he looks like well, in today's uh, world, two hundred million dollars <laughs> when he comes, you know, at, through the tunnel, throw the football 80, 85 yards, just not accurate enough. I mean, he's completed less than twenty passes in four of the ten games this year. This Georgia pass defense has only given up eleven touchdowns. They've produced uh, twelve interceptions on the year, and Carson Beck looked like a liability. To open the year, he's now a strength. He's thrown for at least 300-plus yards in five of the last seven games here. I like Georgia big, 37-20. Yeah, Lee, you can you can agree or disagree with me here, but Georgia with 10, favored by 10, just doesn't seem like enough. And I know you, with your yeah. score prediction, it seems like you agree, but you would think given what Georgia just did and what happened to yeah. Tennessee just a week ago that the spread would be bigger than what it is. Yeah, I agree. Just uh, – I'm, I'm looking for anything. Trust me, I'd love yeah. to play a nice home underdog. I just don't see it at all. Well, before we uh, get to the final game, Auburn and New Mexico State, what's your record so far this season in college football, Lee? I know you've been keeping up with it, so let our listeners know yep. what the record's like so far. Well, so far, college and the NFL, we mm-hmm. are now 81-57-3, and uh, and we've hit on our biggest plays also you know, anyone can say, and we don't do money line, you know, when a team is minus eight, playing money line minus 300. We don't do any of that. So uh, we've had another incredible year. And on our biggest plays, we rate them from 10 to 50 units on our 35 to 50 unit plays. We're 6-2 and two on the season. So it's even probably greater than that when you factor in, you know, winning the big plays. And they want to come on board. This is a great opportunity. We've got a total of eight plays tonight. In three sports, we've got football, basketball, and our one biggest UFC selection tomorrow. You can get eight plays. Normally, a one-day all-access pass, seventy-seven to ninety-seven dollars. Doing it again. We did it two weeks ago for seventeen bucks. We went seven and one. All eight plays, seventeen dollars. So, if you've never been with me before, you want to try me out. If you're with me one sport, want to try out the other sports, seventeen bucks. For eight plays, one place, ParamountSports.com. Seven and one over eight games, man. That's yeah. that is un- you can't beat that anywhere. Uh, you're not going to get that anywhere else except with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports and ParamountSports.com. Auburn back home this weekend here on the Plains, hosting a sneaky good New Mexico State team. Lee, we've been talking about it all week here on ESPN 106.7. The Tigers favored by 24 over New Mexico State. Yeah, so. Mexico State is generally at this time like two and eight on average. They are eight and three, and they've covered one and covered eight straight games. It shows you what kind of year they are having. Auburn playing extremely well, three straight covers here. Now, if New Mexico State wins next Saturday, 
at home versus Jacksonville State, they will play Liberty for the Conference USA Championship game. No one saw that coming. Now, they are a good running team, ranked number 12 in the country, running the football. vast majority of the yards were gained against unranked opposition, against the only ranked opponent. They did get 177 rushing yards against Liberty, which ranks number two in run defense here. I think this is the classic look-ahead game here. So I think Auburn's looking ahead to Alabama next week. I think they win the game 35-17, but 22-22.5, maybe a little bit too much. Follow-up question on New Mexico State. You were talking about just trying to get a fair play, right? That's what we all are just looking for, not just in in what we're discussing, but in the game of life. Any any rumblings, Lee, about uh, New Mexico State quarterback Diego Pavia not playing? Yeah, there, there's been some talk about it, um, and there's always a chance. You obviously, if, if you're going to play them, you do want you do want to have him uh, being the starter. So this is one of those games. You probably wait to see what happened, who the starter is. Right. If he's not the starter, obviously you're not going to play them. He makes a big, big difference. He, I, I wouldn't say he's a pro prospect at all, but he's good enough in college, and even when something's not there, he can buy time. Scrambles a little bit, might be able to run for a first down when it's like third and five or less. But uh, he can buy time and sometimes find the open receiver. Lee, you've got a free play this weekend in the SEC. Tell people what it is, where they can find it, and keep up with you. Yep, they want to get our free play. How about this game, Mississippi State and Southern Miss. Mississippi State fired their head coach, Zach Arnett. Uh, We're going to see how they respond. looks like Will Rogers will be back in the driver's seat, Southern Miss coming off a big game last week, a very underrated team. Might be one of the best three and seven teams I've seen in a long, long time. So you want to get this game for free, just be one of the first five callers. Call 800-400-9741, 800-400-9741. Get the game for free. And like I said, you want to jump on that special. Eight plays, $17, one place, ParamountSports.com. Lee, you're the best in the business, man. We appreciate you. We'll take next week off with the Thanksgiving holiday and pick up for championship week in a couple of weeks here on ESPN 106.7. All right, take care. Have a great weekend. Uh, Great Thanksgiving. I want to wish you and your family, staff, and all the listeners out there a happy, healthy, and safe Thanksgiving holiday. All right, Lee, appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. Seven and one. How about that? For $17. (laughs) I mean, all you can do is laugh at that. I mean, in a good way. Can I just give him $34 and uh, and go 14 and two? (laughs) And it just doubles on the way up. I love it. 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 Y'all got to give Lee a call and get to ParamountSports.com. Yeah, check him out, man. Best in the business. I say that, and I mean it. Not just because he's a guest, because I mean it. ParamountSports.com with Lee Sterling. We appreciate him. Our weekly guest on Friday afternoons, as I said, we'll take next Friday off with Thanksgiving and we'll pick back up the week after that. So uh, go check him out. He's a great guest. We really enjoy having him on the show. We'll get to our first break here in hour number one. Greg Lane with the Red Feather Club for Lee Scott Academy joins us next. We'll talk about the Warriors being back-to-back state champions. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. 
All right, let's get to the phone lines here on the Friday edition of On the Line, 334-321-1390. And Greg Lane from the Red Feather Club for Lee Scott Academy, the quarterback club, joining us on the phones. Wants to talk a little Lee Scott football. We got to do it, man. Greg, we're back-to-back state champs, man. It was a great night in Montgomery, Alabama last night. You're, you're right. Back-to-back state champs. Let me tell you one thing. I'll, I'll say this. We lost 18 seniors last year, and to go back-to-back is just a what a great coaching job and what a, these young guys that stepped up and played last night. had This was like the first year they had put in legitimate minutes. I think I mentioned that early in the week. So that, that just shows you this, this young junior class. That, and they're, they're 18 deep, too. They had a big part of the game. And, of course, the seniors that stepped up with J.J. Myers having a great game running through the tackles. You can't say enough about Jake White, who – Obviously, I believe was the fastest guy on the field. He got around the edge; nobody could stop him. And um, and then then the great you know our great kicking game we had Miles Zachary back uh, that just really should, it just stopped the uh, stopped the passing game for uh, for Glenwood last night. And we gave up 42 points to him last earlier in the season, and they didn't score until about what four minutes into the game left mm-hmm. in the game. Yep. So uh, what a testament to our defense. Um, our defensive line completely shut them down, and our offensive line completely opened up holes. So I, it was just a great all-around game, uh, and I think you know everybody wants to say, but it was like a I think Lee Scott kind of went in there as an underdog, and I think those guys knew about it, and they they knew that you know that when they lost to them, that was the best at least uh, that Glenn was going to give them. They came out and shoved it right down their throat all game long, and. It just showed on the scoreboard, 24-14, really 24 to nothing until four minutes left in the game. They got some garbage touchdowns at the end, but it was a great game for our boys. Yes, it was. And, man, we, we had a blast calling it on AU100 for the Lee Scott Sports Network. And, and what again, what an honor for us to be able to be a part of that and call back-to-back state championship games and then call back-to-back state championship wins. And this team, they earned it, man. They And they fought for it, too, all year long. Coming out of that Glenwood game, they, they had to fight back, and they rattled off seven straight wins to get back to Montgomery. And then, of course, the win last night made it eight and back-to-back state champions. The seniors, you shouted them out. Um, only seven of them but every single one of them made an impact this year and it was a weird game last night Greg it was it was sloppy there were penalties all over the place we had a guy get ejected from Glenwood uh, of course their starter got hurt late in the third quarter there at the end which we we never want to see and I hope the best for him for Dallas Crow but um, this was a that was a weird game to watch and a weird game to call for me personally it was I mean we got off the slow start I mean I think we were we got a few first downs but they stopped us we had to keep punt it well, they had this, it was field position game, and mm-hmm. uh, they uh, they got we were three and out on them. They, I mean, they were three and out on us, and they had to punt it to us. And we finally got a got moving down the field. And I think we made a field goal right at the end of the first quarter to get up three to nothing. So it was kind of like, what's going on? Right, no offenses on the field, and and then I think there was a drive that we went down, and uh, you know we had to get a hundred yards to go ten. We had I don't know forty five yards and probably fifty five yards in penalties. It oh, was, it was horrible. Like. Every play, the officials were just throwing a flag up in the air, kicking guys out of the game. It was just terrible. And we ended up having to punt it down to them. And, and my, lo and behold, uh, Hutchins Blomeyer gets an interception and, and makes a great juke and gets down to the five-yard line, and it was on. And yep. then Jake goes around the right end for a touchdown. It's 10 to nothing. 
Uh, and then they start driving on them, and with our defensive line, I mean, I don't know how many sacks they had, but. No, oh, they were all over the place. All over the place. Of, I mean, Sam Jackson played probably the best game I've ever seen him play, but he's been a great player. And I'm, I'm not just calling it the whole defense played good, but he mm. was in the backfield all the time. It was unbelievable. He yeah. left it all. They all did. They all did. I mean, Walker Lane, my son, he played a great game. Uh, Jackson Lee played a great day. Hayden Kelly, those guys uh, stepped up. Their young juniors came in, and they dominated the defensive line. You had Lane Eddins, who came over from Auburn, that played great, made a, some, a, I think he had a great sack, and then on a uh, punt return, he made a great trip the guy up. I mean, it was just all around. They, they left it up there. But I, I can't say enough about the coaches. We outcoached them from the first snap until the end of the snap. Uh, Coach Daniel and his, his staff, man, they just – they had a great game plan. They stayed with it the whole game. Uh, had new wrinkles on offense. You noticed that. Coach Wade mm-hmm. put those in. And and it paid off, and it was a wonderful game by our boys, and they played to the end, and and the, the excitement. I think they were can't take away from what we had last year, but this this year to me was special because they were coming off a state championship, and they earned it, like you said, and beat, and now we've beaten Glenwood four out of five year, four, four out of four, four out of five times. Right. Excuse me. Uh, the last times we played them, and so there's no argument there who the best team is in AISA. Well, Greg, I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate everything you do for the Red Feather Club and for everybody at Lee Scott. And it was a fun ride in basketball seasons here, which crazy. And, man, uh, we're looking forward to a fun football season next year in the AHSAA right. with a whole bunch of new opponents. You're right. And I guess what I get to go do. I'm going to go watch a basketball game tonight. There so you go, man. Greg. For Thanks for letting me call in. And, of course. And, and, uh, I'll talk to you, Jacob. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, Greg. Great to hear from you. Great guy, Greg Lane, who is the leader of the quarterback club, the Red Feather Club for Lee Scott Academy, and does so much great work. And, and what a special group of people at Lee Scott. Man. I mean, just congratulations to the Lee Scott Warriors. Back to back, man. What is Kirby Smart going to start coaching over there? Kirby Get- Smart or Buster Daniel? Who's That's over right. there on, on Academy Drive? I can't That's tell huge. the difference. When we come back, we'll have our weekly interview with Auburn linebacker Eugene Asante here on the Friday edition of On the Line. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 minutes into hour number one here on the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. He's Uncle T-Bone, Wade Bennett. I'm Jacob Goins with you inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio. Off to a hot start so far with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports and then Greg Lane uh, from the Lee Scott Quarterback Club calling in, talking about the Warriors winning the state championship game last night. And, man, we had just so much fun at Crampton Bowl and calling another state championship game as the Warriors move into the AHSAA. So looking forward to that and also as we always do on a Friday afternoon my weekly sit-down interview with Auburn linebacker Eugene Asante this guy is sharp as a tack he is so much fun to talk to and is playing some of the best football in the FCC on the defensive side so uh, we previewed the New Mexico State game and of course recapped the Arkansas win from a week ago so sit back and enjoy this is Auburn linebacker Eugene Asante 
Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7 for our weekly segment of Tiger Takes, joined by Auburn linebacker Eugene Asante. Always enjoy sitting down and talking with him. He has become a fan favorite uh, here on the station and on the football field. Eugene, great to talk to you once again, and it's really great to talk to you after another Auburn football win, 48-10 to over Arkansas. Yes, sir, man. I'm glad to be back. Uh, you know, we are able to hand, handle business this weekend. It was a fun overall weekend, and, you know, we, defense came to play, offense came to play, so I'm just excited to be on the show with a, with a W. Well, what's it like to be a part of a win like this where the defense played lights out, the offense really came together and played their best game of the year by far, and this game was was pretty much over after the first quarter, man. What's it like for you to be a part of such a dominant victory like that? Um, It was really good. Uh, I think the guys just, you know, needed that confidence boost that we needed to go out there and play, execute and play a, a full game. You know, we still feel like we didn't play a full game. And uh, I feel like Arkansas, we really put together uh, all phases, uh, special teams, uh, offense, defense, everybody came to play. Um, go out there and execute the game plan. And it was fun to see them fly around and the offense having fun and, you know, Peyton doing his thing, dropping his shoulder on people and, you know, the receivers getting open and, and creating separation. So it was overall a great team performance and we're just excited to grow up on that and uh, bring this momentum into New Mexico. You had eight tackles, and two of those were solo. You got half a sack in there as well. And, man, this defense is fully – it seems like it's healthy and seems like it's still playing at such a high level like it has all season long. Uh, you got, again, healthy is, I think, the best way to put it with with Jalen McLeod and Austin Keys and, of course, uh, Keontae Scott. Everybody seems to be back and healthy and playing at a really, really high level. Yeah, I think the boys are just, uh, you know, making, taking uh, great efforts to take care of their body, uh, you know, making sure uh, they prioritize recovery and everything they can do uh, to put themselves in the best position. And from there, you know, every, you know, we're getting all our guys back healthy. Everybody's doing their thing. And, uh, you know, we're just grateful to, you know, be in a situation where everyone is, you know, getting back to 100%. It's not very often that a team goes on the road in this league, in the SEC, and gets a 38-point victory and holds an opposing team to just 10 points, uh, especially with with K.J. Jefferson, who is a really talented quarterback on the other side that you were going up against. And what, what were you guys seeing on Saturday where it just gave you guys a, a huge advantage on the road? Oh, yeah, we knew, uh, understood what type of player KJ was. He was a dynamic player with his legs and his passing. Uh, so we understand we had to try to contain him in any way possible. You know, the, he was the focal point of the game plan. Um, so the biggest thing was uh, everybody corralling, you know, doing their 111s and, you know, rush integrity. And when you get to him, make sure you grab body part and, you know, run our feet on contact because he's a super big guy that's hard to win down. Um, so the biggest thing was just coming in and everybody knowing their assignment. Uh, you know, we know, understand, we understand at this point of the season that Coach Roberts is going to, he has a phenomenal game plan. He's always going to call, uh, put us in great situations and great calls throughout the game. So he did that. And, um, you know, the guys, you know, had a field day. You know, Jalen McLeod absolutely wrecked that opposing offense. And, you know, guys like Marcus Harris, you know, who's one of the most dynamic guys in this league and is going to be an NFL guy, absolutely continues to show what he's made of and capable of. And, uh, you know, there's guys in the back end. We had guys in the secondary making plays. Uh, Caleb Wooden was making plays, uh, scooping that ball up. 
um, being able to run it down, and that that in itself led to points. So it's just uh, the defense really just came alive, and we talked about an a con- entire uh, defense performing to within to an entirety within a game. I think that is the game that we just say you know the defense really didn't perform to its entirety. Yeah, and and you guys continue to force turnovers. You got two of them, the fumbles in this game, where uh, this this defense, man, you and this team are, are one of the best in the SEC and really one of the best in the country when it comes to forcing turnovers and giving the ball back to your offense, and, and they were able to do something with it this week. Yeah, uh, just, you know, something we continue to emphasize, you know, getting the ball back to the offense, giving them more opportunities. We understand if we win the turnover rate, uh, you know, and in, in itself we're trying at the probability is high for us to win the game. So, you know, just getting the ball back to the offense in any way we can. And, you know, even special teams points, you know, Keontae took that kick back, yeah. uh, which is big for um, that we kept emphasizing, you know, throughout the week. You know, if we if everyone does their job on punt return, we have a dynamic returner back there. So it's going to be a return. Like we're going to get a big return. And just seeing it happen on the first return of the game, him taking it back was just another big confidence boost. And we understand that at that point we're like, you know, we can get these guys out of here quick. So um, just putting, keeping our foot on the gas and, you know, uh, continuing to play our brand of football. Yeah, our guy Keontae finally got him one, man. We've been waiting on it. We've been waiting on that punt return touchdown, and he finally got one uh, there on the road against Arkansas. We're talking with Auburn linebacker Eugene Asante here on ESPN 106.7. When the offense does what they did on on Saturday, putting up 48 total points, 21 out of the gate before you could even blink, um, we've talked about it before, Eugene, but, man, that is a huge support for the defense and got to take a little stress off of you guys as well when you can look up and all of a sudden it's 21 nothing on the road and, and you put up 48 points as an offense. Yeah, it just allows the guys to play a little bit more free. Uh, allow them to know that you know we're, you know we're protected. Um, just play free, fast. You know, um, play our brand of football. You know, come downhill and you know try to wreck shop. You know, it's not you know it's a great thing having the offense. You know, put themselves in a position where you know we can go out there and, and execute and you know just play fast and play free. Um, that's the biggest thing I feel like with, when you go up that much. Uh, that's that's the emphasis. You know, like guys, you know, take your shot when you get your chance. You know, um, just you pull your pin. You know, play play green. We talk about playing green off in Auburn, you know, so um, playing 100 miles per hour, getting to the football and, and, and trying to terrorize the opposing offense. So I think the guys did that um, to its entirety, and I'm, I'm super grateful to be a part of this team and see the, the growth and development of so many people, you know, young guys and stuff. You know, Kay Lee's coming into his own uh, at corner, um, just being behind uh, DJ and Mighty. He's, he's coming into his own, and we got so many young guys that are stepping up and you know, showing true signs of development throughout this, you know, so I know that the future of Auburn is in great hands in terms of the young guys and um, preparing and, and doing everything they can to be the best football player possible. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right uh, when it comes to the future of, of this Auburn football program on both sides of the football we know that you guys went through the four-game losing streak where you had tough games with Georgia and Texas A&M and LSU and Ole Miss, but near the end of that, we could see things starting to click and things starting to come together and a little momentum building, and now you're on a three-game winning streak, man. What In your, in your mind, Eugene, what would you attribute that to this turnaround in this three-game winning streak? What, what's what been the cause or the biggest cause for the turnaround late in the season in your mind? 
uh, just remaining focused and understanding that those losses were tough losses. Uh, we're playing great opponents, and every week in SEC, you have to bring it, or you're not going to come out with a victory. Um, we understand that's not by chance. We have to we have to put our best foot forward. And then in those games, um, uh, we we just didn't put our best foot forward with those things and uh, mistakes that we made that were we had to correct. Um, so we understand that, and we understand that um, from there we had to continue to grow and not hang our head. Um, and that's something Coach Freeze emphasized in the team, you know, um, not hanging our head, um, being understanding and put understanding the game plan and what we put on film, and just growing upon that and uh, just honoring it in practice and going on, uh, putting our best foot forward for the future. And we did that. We, we kept our nose at the, the grindstone and we continued to push, continued to persevere. We continued to do through all the adversity, through all the noise, uh, to just put our best foot forward. And um, we understood that, that those wins were going to come. We just have to continue to work and. Work was, work, all, all we did was work. All we did was work, and all we did was uh, be more attention to the details. And we're starting to get it, and we start to pick up steam, and we can start. We feel it around here. We understand what what we really can be. Well, you're you're feeling confident. Your guys are playing confident, and you should, as you are now going bowling. You're bowl eligible thanks to the Arkansas win, something that uh, your head coach, Hugh Freeze, has talked a lot about in year one for him, uh, trying to get to, to the postseason and get to a bowl game. What was the celebration like after the Arkansas game with a big win? You get to the postseason, and now you're on this three-game win streak, man. What was that celebration like in the locker room and then throughout this week? Yeah, I normally try to uh, go on Instagram Live or something so the people can see a little bit of the celebration. You know, not too much, but, you know, just a little bit of a how we get down after a big win like that. So it was an exciting moment. I was on Instagram and, um, you know, live so people could see. And, you know, we're just playing uh, Trap Takeover, you know, walking your trap, take over your trap, <laughs> bankroll. Right? You know, it was a good time. You know, the guys enjoyed it. They did their thing. Uh, everybody was excited. Uh, we, You know, we sang the fight song, of course, and we just played that song. We understand that. You know, we, we had a big road win against Arkansas, so we're just playing it. Everybody's excited. Uh, it probably took about, like, 30 minutes for everybody to get out of their uh, game their, their, their game attire. Oh, wow. Because everyone was, yeah, everybody was just so excited, uh, jumping around and super excited after the win. So um, it was an exciting thing. You know, Coach Freeze is dancing, you know, like he always does after victories. And it's just a great thing to just see. Well, this week you have a chance to get in the four-win streak column with uh, New Mexico State. You guys are back home in Jordan-Hare Stadium for your final two games of the season. And while you guys are going to be favored, and this is a non-conference game that you maybe should win, um, they've got a talented quarterback on the other side for New Mexico State, man. What can you tell me about him and what you guys are doing in preparation this week? Yeah, they got a talented quarterback, and I think he got a little banged up uh, in their last game. Um, but he's a talented guy. Um, we understand what he brings to the table. He's the spark plug of the offense, uh, somebody that really gets the offense going. Everything runs through him. Uh, he has legs. Uh, he's very mobile, and he's a you know he's a tough runner. Um, somebody that you know fights for contact, fights for extra yards, and just extremely durable player. Uh, and also gets the ball to his receivers on point. So. You know, they're a really great team to me. I understand what they bring to the table. Um, and just, you know, they got another quarterback uh, who also is a great runner, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so a lot of that is, um, you know, uh, different different type of run schemes, different type of things that uh, uh, will test us in terms of uh, getting quarterback in the run game. So having an extra hat 
uh, extra blocker on our defense. So we just have to be understand understand that we have to play uh, physical side football, uh, hold our gaps, and you know tear off and go to other gaps and, and be physical. So it's going to be a different type of game. I think um, we're excited for the challenge of going against a, a quarterback of that caliber, and uh, it should be a great game on Saturday. And, of course, back in Jordan-Hare Stadium, uh, no longer on the road until your bowl game, of course. And so I know you guys enjoy that. It'll be with the sun going down as early as it does now. It'll pretty much be a night game with a 3 o'clock kick, and we know what that atmosphere looks like inside Jordan-Hare. Yeah, always electric, always uh, exciting environment just being in Jordan-Hare. Uh, you know, the people always come out and bring energy. And that's what the same type of energy uh, we've had all season. We need that on Saturday. Um, you know, just building this thing up for, you know, I know everyone, how everyone's looking toward what everyone's looking towards. But um, in terms of us, we're looking towards New Mexico. We're trying to build this thing up for New Mexico and then afterwards, you know. So we just need that same type of energy, same type of enthusiasm on Saturday. So I, I ask the fans to continue to show up, show up and show out for us. We appreciate y'all in it. We're going to continue to try to do our thing throughout the rest of this thing. Yeah, I like that, man. It's easy to look ahead to, to the game that looms next week and, and after the Thanksgiving holiday, but you got to focus up this week, and I know you guys will. I know Hugh Freeze will not let you uh, look past this team uh, because they are talented. They're, they're an eight-win team, and, man, you got to play well this weekend, and I know you guys will, and we're looking forward to that, and then we're looking forward to talking to you next week as we are having Eugene Asante, Auburn linebacker, join us for Tiger Takes on ESPN 106.7. I always enjoy talking with Eugene. He is just—he is such a nice guy, such a talented young man, uh, and really carries himself well and represents Auburn extremely well. Uh, and we love talking to him every single week. So we'll get him on early in the week next week for the drive, and of course here on 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 the line uh, with the Thanksgiving holiday, and of course the Iron Bowl. Uh, we will get him on the show and looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean he is just an impressive young man has really stepped up this year at linebacker. Auburn, lucky to have him. And, Jacob, that linebacker core, especially with Austin Keys getting back, is playing some nasty football right now. They're playing the best I've seen Auburn linebackers as a group play in a long, long time. And so excited to continue previewing that. But when we come back, we'll wrap up our number one. We'll talk a little Auburn basketball from last night as they take down the Irish in Brooklyn. And we'll get into our number two. Phone lines are open this point on. Give us a call. Let's talk about it on a Friday afternoon. 334-321-1390. are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up our number one here on the Friday edition of On the Line. It has flown by as we've had Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. We had Greg Lane from the Lee Scott Quarterback Club talking about the Warriors becoming back-to-back state champions. And then our weekly sit-down interview with Auburn linebacker Eugene Asante. So, been a busy first hour. And, uh, Uncle T-Bone, we got a few minutes left. Want to uh, shout out the Auburn Tigers, the basketball team from last night. Uh, I will admit... I didn't get to watch the game live, but I have gone back and watched it since. Um, And I watched it very late last night when we got home from Montgomery. And Bruce Pearl had the boys playing last night in Brooklyn, took down the Fighting Irish, and by the end of it, wasn't really close. No, and I think the most impressive thing that everyone has noticed and is talking about is how the uh, second-half defense of the Tigers did not let down 
this game, like uh, a lot of people have said they had in the last two games, look, they had Baylor on the ropes and just couldn't lock them down and, and get them in a pretzel and win that basketball game. And then southeastern Louisiana kind of probably hung around a little bit longer than they should have, although mm-hmm. that was a pretty athletic-looking team from what I could see. Uh, Notre Dame makes a good run right there at the end of the first half. People kind of start going a little chicken little, saying what's going on. Sky's falling. Yeah, and then the Tigers just come out and athlete them to pieces uh look we've said it before we're gonna say it all year i hope all of y'all enjoy aiden uh holloway because <laughs> he he's gone. gone he gone and uh should be what a pleasure it's gonna have to have him all season it's like what could have been probably with sharif cooper had we not got the shaft on that one from the ncaa so uh tigers are impressive Six thirty tonight against the saint bonifature bonnies a ten and ten and a half point favorite uh, you know, for entertainment purposes only, I'd have to take the Tigers here. Yeah, I like Auburn's chances in this game tonight. I think if they continue to play the way that they've been playing, um, especially offensively, man, an Auburn team that's putting up 80 points and an Auburn team, an Auburn basketball team that is shooting 53% from the field in the game last night, 9 of 20 from deep, 45%. Auburn fans are on their knees and thanking the Lord above because of what's happening right now on the basketball floor and 75% from the free throw line. I mean, that's all you can ask for from this Auburn basketball team. You score 83, you're shooting between the 60 and 80% between the field goal, three-point, whatever, right? And you're holding Notre Dame to 59 points. That is a recipe for success, my friend. Yeah, the one of the kind of bugaboos over the last couple of years on these especially neutral site games is the Tigers not shooting well, maybe not getting a good look at the rims. Um, they're going to have a second chance at those rims tonight that they kind of filled up last night. So I just, you know, St. Bonaventure is a, a solid program. They've been in the NCAA several times into the March Madness they lost to Canisius University earlier in the year, barely squeaked by Oklahoma State. So, look, uh, I really don't think the Tigers have much of a problem here. Get a couple big wins if they pull it through tonight up in uh, Brooklyn and then come back to the Plains with a lot of confidence and over to Neville Arena. Here's what I love. When you look at the starters last night, Janai Broom, Chris Moore, Jayla Williams, Denver Jones, and Aiden Holloway, four out of five scored double digits. That is There's your man Jalen Williams. There he is. He did it. He must have heard, man. They yeah. I know they were blaring that in the Barkley Center during shoot around was my show yesterday <laughs> putting him on blast. Um but that's what Jayla Williams can be. Five of nine from the floor, one of three from deep, seven rebounds, a couple of assists, couple blocks, and double digit points. Look, it's uh there's a lot of new faces, a lot of new names, some young guys. The transfer portal changes basketball more than anything from year to year on the roster. But there's a lot of veterans on that Tiger team. Chris Moore, Jalen Williams, Janai Broom back, Caldwell. I mean, look, they ought to be able to do some damage this year, and I think you're going to see it again tonight. We'll talk some more Auburn basketball and college basketball coming up in hour number two, plus some big games around the country tomorrow for college football. All that coming up in hour number two here on the Friday edition of On the Line.
the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing well as we get underway here in hour number two on the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins. He is Uncle T-Bone Wade Bennett from Radio Free Auburn. And as it has been all football season long, hour number two here on the Friday edition of On the Line is brought to you by our friends at Sensa Green Heating and Air. T-Bone, plug them, show them the love, and tell them where people can find them. Yeah, for air that's cool and clean call Sensagreen heating and air give them a shout at 334-704-3274 check them out at www.sensagreen.com for all your hvac needs insulation needs duct cleaning i highly recommend these people fantastic company zero percent apr right now for 60 months that's right zero percent apr in today's inflationary times if you need a new unit always always when you call them tell them that uncle t-bone sent me they will take care of you that's like saying open sesame (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's a recommendation for the for the record books there. And so, uh, again, we appreciate them sponsoring this second hour each and every Friday uh, here during On the Line on ESPN 106.7. If you missed any of the first hour, uh, we had a busy first hour on the show. We had Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports at ParamountSports.com giving us some of the best betting lines in the SEC this weekend in college football. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting him on the following week for championship week and then getting into college basketball as well and man it's always so much fun uh to talk with him he's he is the best in the business so had him in the first hour uh talked with greg lane from the lee scott quarterback club as the warriors won the state championship last night in football against glenwood whoop whoop right yeah big time win yeah big excited we had a blast down there last night so we talked to him and we also had my weekly interview with auburn linebacker eugene asante so a very busy first hour if you missed any of it uh, you can go and find the show on demand wherever you get your podcast just search for on the line or you can go to our station website at espnau.com it'll be posted commercial free right after the show today Coming up here in hour number two, we're about to get to the phone lines, which are open all of hour number two, 334-321-1390. And then uh, we're going to talk some basketball and, of course, talk a whole lot of football with the SEC, Auburn, New Mexico State, and some games going on around college football. So it should be a fun hour as we get you ready for the weekend. And let's get to the phone lines, 334-321-1390. Jones, you're on the line, man. What's up? Oh, hello, gentlemen. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. What's on your mind? I wanted to ask Uncle T-Bone something. Now, now Uncle T-Bone, we realize, us listeners, that Jacob Goins is a bona fide stud, but you do add a wonderful, insightful element to a lot of your uh, comments and all. And so I want to ask you this question. Well, I appreciate that, John. A couple of weeks ago, I reached out, and, and, I, and it maybe it's just me just being an old geezer that's watched Auburn for so many years. I think that we've got a great number five, or let's just say a five, uh, as far as in the basketball. Uh, mm. uh, I'm sorry, Jani Broom. I think he's a great five, uh, double double every night. 
but do you not agree that if he would stop acting so incredulous after every time a call is made against him that he would he could be a lot better if he would just get that attitude just just a little bit notch up he could become a you know a 2011 rather than a 1611 and the officials i think would leave him alone but they're going to continue to call fouls on this guy the way he acts and he needs to just cut that out and i think if we get him better Auburn could win easily 25 or 26 games this year. Just wanted to get your thoughts, Uncle T-Bone, because I respect your opinion. Wait, that's a uh, that's a difficult question. I'm going to put it to you like this, Jones. I can remember back when I was a wee little man growing up playing uh, baseball here in Auburn and made All-Stars one year. We'd gotten deep in a game, and we were up in the Valley playing the uh, Valley All-Stars uh, Needless to say, their umpires were not doing us any favors. I got called in to pitch, which I normally did not. That means we must have been getting shelled. And I knew I threw some strikes. I knew it, and they didn't call it. And uh, my catcher called timeout and said, Hey, Uncle T, listen, man, you're going to have to calm down after not getting the calls because the more you complain, the more they're not going to give you the call. So, look, I haven't really noticed that much, Jones, but obviously you have – um, I'm going to say that, you know, I don't know if he gets much better. Auburn's not just going to win 25 games. They're going to go deep into the, into the elite eight because the guy's a force. So we'll see that, how that attitude goes over time. But, you know, I'm always one for, uh, who am I to complain about a bad call, right? I'm just, uh, I've, I've been taught my lesson that before. Okay, well, maybe I'm being a little bit reactionary. I just feel well. Like look, you're from the old school, man, and I get it. You right. know, because when we were yeah. coming up, you you didn't really if you whined and complained, not just in sports, but at the house, you know what was going about to happen. Oh, you were right about that. So man, times have so changed right. a lot, my man. You know, right. and and players have right. more control um, with their careers in college. I mean, heck, they get paid above board now back in the day we had to give them paper sacks full of money so players uh play, right. <laughs> players are right. are in control i think that the younger generation right. hasn't had to struggle as much probably i don't want to sound like the guy that we walked uh, both ways to school uphill five miles in the snow but i do think it's a little bit easier on them so uh, adversity might not be the strengths of the younger generation right now well, I think uh, that's that's good points, and I hope I'm wrong about. I'm, I noticed it last year. I noticed it this year. And again, I don't mean to be picking apart the guy because he is a stud. I just would like him to just run down the court, keep his fouls down to two or three a game, quit getting in the four every single game, um, because I think going forward, you know, what do we pick? Sixth in the West or sixth in the SEC? I think yeah. in the and SEC. Yeah, that's that's not cool. I mean, the the way I look at this team is. Man, we could kill it, and if he's going to be the key, in my opinion, uh, for us to kill it. That's just my opinion. I'm going to listen to the rest of your show. I enjoyed talking to you, T-Bone. Look forward to it again. Yeah, Jones, thanks for calling. Uh, give us a shout at 334-321-1390 if you want to get in like Jones. I've got a couple more comments on this. First of all, and Bruce Pearl, I trust. Um, if there's some type of attitude adjustment that's going to be needed by anybody within his program, I'm sure he sees it too and will handle that. Secondly, the SEC is very strong in basketball this season. Mm -hmm. uh, for Auburn to be number six preseason is, uh, look, I'd like to be number one preseason in every sport, but there's nothing, nothing to be ashamed about, about being ranked six preseason in the SEC. And if they finish six in the league, 
as strong as it is, I can promise you this, they're going to get into the NCAA big dance. And that's about all as an Auburn basketball fan through the history that I've watched that I will ever, ever hope for and expect. Because once you're in the big dance, anything can happen. You just got to get there. That's right. And, you know, when it comes to Janai, um, he has to – he does have to work on that a, a hair, but at the same time, he just needs to go out and play his game. And I'm just thankful that he's doing that because remember last year we were asking him to to almost man up a little bit and, and and realize how good he was. And I think he's doing that early on. And so And I think he did that into last year. I think he definitely stepped up as the season went on. And it's one of the reasons why Auburn got into the tournament. Oh, for sure. There's no doubt. And so uh, the fact that he has started this year doing that is is really, really big. And when he gets to the free throw line, he's got to knock him down, which I think he's done okay at so far. And if he continues doing that, then I'm okay with him jawing a little bit. But it can come back to bite him in some of these games, especially on the road. So, Jones, I don't think you're overreacting. No. I don't think you're. Uh, I don't think you're you're wrong by any means. And and I'll I'll keep an eye on it a little yeah, bit more just I, to see if it's a trend or not. I'm with you. I mean, it's an opinion that as a fan, you're most definitely entitled to have and and look I'm no big fan of jawing I think that there's way too much jawing in sports as it is it matriculates down into the little leagues I've seen it on videos on social Shoot, the media. parents are the worst ones yeah and I'm just not a big fan of of jawing at all so uh it's something to keep an eye on let me Jacob I've, I've got I've got to say something oh I've got to say something oh no you know in our our amazing studio here at 106.7 we have a nice tv and ESPN's on because this is ESPN and radio, Auburn Opelika 106.7, right on the line, and you're on it. Basketball, this is such an exciting time of year. We're talking about basketball. I can't believe it. we got a football game, so we're going to have to get into that here shortly, so I'll be quick. We just watched an amazing game while on air. The Dayton Flyers taking care of business against St. John. I watched them last night against LSU in another amazing game. I'm just going to go ahead and say this, since that's your hometown. Go, go, Dayton Flyers. And we're big Auburn fans here at the Auburn Network, but we'll talk to anybody, including the Alabama people out there, so give us a ring. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh-oh. I think that Dayton should be our, uh, our 2A team this year in basketball. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Let's adopt yeah, them. We're Let's adopt the Dayton, Dayton Flyers. Flyers. I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, for those of you that have listened to this program or know anything about me, um, Dayton, Ohio is where I grew up. That is where I lived for most of my time. I uh, live with my mom up there and I graduated high school up there. And look, man, Dayton Flyer fans are crazy. They are insane. Oh, I saw it last night. They took over the gym down there in Charleston. They just took care of business against Rick Patino and St. John, 88-81. That's another nice win after LSU. Look at how many fans are there they were loud they were proud it got me fired up and old Alabama coach Anthony Grant's got them rolling up in Dayton Ohio hey don't mess with the Flyers man I was telling you during the break during COVID uh before I guess before COVID happened when Obi Toppin was there that was a Dayton Flyers team that was going to make the final four and had a chance to win a national championship and they couldn't get it done because of COVID-19 so they're gonna uh, get there this year and I predict that Auburn's gonna be there and they're gonna see each other in the final four how about that let's do it let's adopt the Dayton Flyers here on on the line let's do it i love it i love it love it love it so look i'm i'm a huge dayton guy the flyer fans are crazy uh, i got to watch auburn play in dayton back when i was in high school when auburn had that home and home
home with Dayton. So I got to watch that game in Dayton and watch Dayton play in Auburn. So that was really cool and and got to go to the first four games a few times there at UD Arena in the NCAA tournament. So I'm with it, man. Dayton Flyers, you're going to hear a lot about them. No, I'm just kidding. You'll hear about them a little bit as we'll make that Yeah, we're going to follow them a little bit. We're going to have to keep up with the Flyers. Anthony Grant on TV right now. Good for him uh, rebounding and Got a solid program out there. They've played some good basketball over the last couple of days. Yes, they have. Well, Auburn played some solid basketball last night, taking down Notre Dame. And they have St. Bonaventure taking on the Bonnies up in Brooklyn tonight. Um, And a programming update while we're talking about this, okay? A programming update uh, for our six stations here at Auburn Network. With this Friday night, of course, Auburn High School playing Central Phoenix City tonight in uh, the first round, uh, or the second round, excuse me, second round of the AHSAA state playoffs. Uh, they beat uh, Baker last week, did Auburn High. They are now on the road at Central Phoenix City. That's an Auburn High team, Uncle T, that is undefeated on the road this year. They have not lost a road game all year. I like it. And they're going on the road to Central Phoenix City tonight. Pre-game 6.30, kickoff at 7 on the Auburn High School Sports Network over on Wings 94.3 and WingsFM.com. That's Scott Bagwell, Rob Pate, and Jack Hudden. They do a fantastic job, so be sure you tune in for that. You know, speaking of predictions, I'm just going to go ahead and put this one out there, too. Oh, boy. You're you know, feeling when, it on a Friday. When you're traveling over to Phoenix City, you know, back in the day when I was Sometimes playing football and sometimes not. They, the old-timers, Jacob, they used to say you'd be at least 9 to 12 points down before you even stepped off the bus. Is there a reason for that? I uh, don't want to really get into that, <laughs> but those river rats over there seem to get calls that go their way, right? And if you're listening over in central Phoenix City, just bear with me for a second. Auburn beats the Red Devils tonight 27-26 on a 55-yarder from, from my man Towns McBoom. He's not Towns McGoo anymore. He's Towns McBoom. That's one of the best high school kickers I've ever seen in my life. Was he related to Van Tiffin? Oh my gosh, that kid can kick like crazy, man. And look, I talked to Just go to, ahead and give him the Orthopedic Clinic Player of the Week again, but we, this time we're going to call him Towns McBoom. What Towns a, what a McBoom. Stud. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, man, I talked to head coach Keith Etheridge yesterday on the show, as I do every Thursday, and that's what I told him. I said, Look, coach, I said, You don't need help. You don't need coaching advice from me, but in case you need a little help, when in doubt, just let Towns McBoom kick it, right? Put him out there <laughs> 60 it. yards yeah. and let it fly because he can make it. Look, he said it on the radio the other day when he's talking to you. It's like, you know, I've never really had a weapon like this that, you know, once you get past the 50-yard line, you're impossible scoring position. That's stupid. In high school, I mean, look. That's stupid. College teams, SEC Power 5 teams coaches don't say that. Yeah. I mean, you I get know. around the 40-yard line, it's like – third and third and three all right let's just run it up in the middle and get it in the center of the field hey mcboom get in there and get us three points brother that's right well we're looking forward to that should be a lot of fun auburn at central for the second round in the state playoffs again that is over on wings 94 3 which is also the home of auburn university basketball so with that being the case since auburn is playing tonight auburn basketball at six Auburn High football going on the air at 6.30 right after the drive. And they're actually going to cut their show about 30 minutes short today is the drive. Oh, man. Um, 
they are going to have, they're kindly cutting their show 30 minutes short because of the pregame show for Auburn basketball with Brad Law at the Auburn Sports Network because it'll be right here on ESPN 106.7 tonight. So hey, we got to pay the bills. Man. That's right. That's right. Flip back and forth between Auburn basketball here against St. Bonaventure live for Brooklyn on ESPN 106.7 and then Auburn High School football over on Wings 94.3. So great night of sports going on in our wonderful family of stations here at Auburn Network. Well, that's the reason why the AU Network is where it needs to be for the next five years and hopefully like you said the other day for the next 50 years while we're on the radio i mean look at us making it happen and moving things around couldn't be happier auburn and saint uh, bonaventure the bonnies what is that like a collie or something i don't know but that ought to be a decent basketball game like i said though i think it is a dog of some sort I am totally taking the Tigers tonight. We're going to rickroll those Bonnies. I love it. I think Auburn basketball will win tonight. I think they'll continue to roll. Um, and really excited for that Auburn High football game as well. Look, Lee Scott beat Glenwood from Phoenix That's City. Right. It's time for Auburn High to beat Central from Phoenix City as well. Let's go 2-0 and on the weekend. Why don't we? Hey, that sounds like a good idea, getting outside of the friendly confines of historic Duck Sanford Stadium. has been very kind to the Tigers this year, undefeated on the road. The Road Warriors, right? Yeah. Are they going to be in the all-white? and the stormtroopers oh i don't know i hope so well those river rats don't know what's coming for them towns mcboom wins it late jacob and auburn goes two and oh against phoenix city this weekend and then new mexico state comes to down and we'll just make it three and oh that's right well we'll talk some college football when we come back talk about some of the news out of ann arbor michigan talk some oh of the my biggest gosh, games we're busted man <laughs> oh yeah they're on to us okay yeah. Yeah, we got to update our listeners. We may not have a show come Monday. The NCAA, the FBI, they're all coming I've been our way. I getting a lot of 800 calls and people <laughs> leaving messages wanting to talk to Uncle T. So we'll, we'll update you on that after the break. That's all coming up here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Don't go anywhere. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Let's talk a little college football here in the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio because this show may not exist come Monday because the <laughs> FBI is on their way down as we speak because oh, uh, apparently man. apparently Uncle T-Bone has been all up in the Michigan stuff with, with Harbaugh and, see, and stealing signs and wearing sunglasses on the sidelines, man. Update our listeners. What's going on with this well, situation? Well, I mean, you know, a couple, you know, when this story first broke, right, and we were, it, I think it broke while we were on air and, and you were talking about it and I looked over and gave you a little wink and nod and said, they're busted, right? Okay, so apparently up in Michigan, they had to fire linebacker coach, uh, I believe his name's Stephen Prestridge today, if that is correct. Let me look that back up. Sorry, I just lost that name. But um, the question was initially for me, how was Michigan funding all these trips to other stadiums like was this stallions guy who's already been fired right this former colonel in the military or special forces or whatever he was that concocted this idea allegedly of steel signing sign sealing but what was mich was he turning in receipts on a like an expense report in the athletic department cutting him a a check to to cover that and you know the answer to that is no apparently there's some guy named quote unquote uncle t <laughs> and you can check this out on, on on any of the social media sites, including Twitter, uh, that Uncle T, some big-time uh, mysterious Michigan booster, was funding the whole sign-stealing scandal. Can you believe that? You and got, now hey, you people got, are calling me, and they're like, Hey, Uncle T, 
you know, let me get some cash. Like, I've had some people from Alabama already reach out with the Iron Bowl next week, and I was like, you got the wrong Uncle T, man. I'm T-Bone, <laughs> T-Bone Ski, not you, Uncle look, T from Michigan. You've got a Navy shirt on under that pullover here in the studio, so you're trying to you, – you're doing a bad job of hiding your uh, your your uh, Navy and blue there, or Navy and uh, gold there, uh, Uncle T-Bone. And I didn't know you made money like that, but good for you. Well, everybody's got to have a side hustle these days, and we're just probably going to change uh, quietly the name back to Wade on the show. <laughs> How's that sound? <laughs> what a crazy... What a nightmare oh. for Michigan. And this story, I'm telling you, they're trying to just go ahead and say, like, you notice today, they didn't have this big court case, this injunction thing they're seeking. Well, Harbaugh Har- officially yeah. accepted their suspension of him and right. whatever. And I Michigan's mean. like, all right, let's just move it on along. And the Big Ten's kind of quietly saying, all right, nothing to see here. Right, move it on along because they want to make sure they get at least one team in the BCS Final Four. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to bury this thing. But I'm going to tell you, over the next couple of years, this story is going to get wilder and wilder. And we're finally, about five years from now, probably going to get the truth of it. And it will not matter. Yep, yeah, that's how the NCAA rolls. Well, that situation continues to get just ugly for Michigan and the Big Ten in, in college football. Wolverines on the road at Maryland this weekend. Don't think it'll be an issue. They're favored by almost 20 points. Harbaugh will not be on the sidelines, but the big game next week is, of course, the big game with Michigan yeah, and Maryland's Ohio State. not a bad team, but it's probably turtle soup lunch for the Wolverines this weekend. Let's look around some of these other big games in college football before we start talking about Auburn. We'll try to knock out as many as we can. It's sure. it's a it's a weird weekend in college football. It's a down week for the SEC for sure. Uh, but there are some good games and some sneaky good games. Starting tomorrow at 11 a.m., how about the number 10 Louisville Cardinals trying to back their way into the college football playoff? They got to take a trip down to the Hard Rock Stadium, maybe gamble a little bit on their way and take on Miami Miami's six and four. At home, they've been terrible. Their crowd will be about 40%, and yet they're favored by a point over the top 10 ranked Louisville Cardinals. You know, Smelly. we talked about it. Yeah, that, that one does have a little stench to it. We talked about it uh, last win on Wednesday that, you know, Louisville is one of nine teams left standing that has a legitimate shot, although not very probable for them to get into the final bcs final four look man cardinals head south for winter they're not you know all birds are heading south for winter this isn't the old miami from yesteryear not the old cane rain where you didn't want to go into the orange bowl especially if you're a team like louisville only to get just dominated they're trying to get back there i don't know if they ever will Louisville's a good football team. Miami lost their starting quarterback last week against Florida State. I'll take the Cardinals. This one doesn't smell bad enough for Uncle T-Bone to get away from it. Yeah, I'll jump on Louisville. I'll take the Cardinals, and and if they disappoint me, then oh well. Uh, A game game in the S. Wouldn't shock you, but it's not the end of the world. Right, 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 exactly. I'm not not putting the mortgage on it by any means. No, that's a a sprinkle there, if you will. Uh, Georgia-Tennessee this weekend in the SEC, 230 on CBS in Knoxville. Um, Georgia, of course, the number one team in the country. Tennessee's still ranked somehow. I don't think they're a top 18 team, but the college football playoff says otherwise. Uh, Georgia favored by 10 on the road in Knoxville, and I'll go ahead and give you mine. I got Georgia big, man. I I got Georgia big. I think they're the much better team. I think they are the best team in football right now, and Tennessee's bad. Tennessee is not a top 18 team. They're not a top 25 team, in my opinion. Give me the dogs big. Yeah, I've got Georgia winning this game 38-20. to They're going to blast Tennessee out of the top 25 once and for all this season. 
I'm not real sure other than Arkansas if there's been a real more disappointing team than Tennessee this season in the SEC. It's, it's difficult to say that about a so-called top 20 team, but there was so much, so much expectation for the Volunteers when they walked out of the Orange Bowl last year dismantling Clemson 31-24. to I'm with you. Georgia is the number one team in the country. They've gotten better every week, and they are starting to dial it in. Kirby Smart and that staff is proving why he and they are some of the best, if not best, in college football. The game of the weekend in Corvallis in the Pac-12. The 11th-ranked Oregon State Beavers can become a menace to the Pac-12 as they host the number 5 Washington Huskies undefeated, the best shot to get in the playoff for the Pac-12. And the Beavers, they got a point coming their way from Las Vegas, their favorite against Washington. Now, this is one of those where it smells like cologne. You might want to leave it alone. Something does not add up here with this line. And I know Oregon State's a very impressive team. I mean, they're, you know, what, a top 10 team, right? Or just right uh, out 11, yep. Just right out it. That's always historically a tough place to play for teams for some reason. How can, how, how can the Huskies be a dog here unless their coach is talking to Texas A&M? Oh, man. How about that? How about that? That's a name that's popping up and you may want to watch out for. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to go ahead and still take the Huskies here because I think Michael Penix Jr. is just about unbeatable. He is up there, but Washington has not looked pretty the last couple of weeks. And again, Oregon State can ruin the Pac-12 as the basically the conference is leaving them in the dust and they can say, not so fast, my friend. That's a huge game. I'll take Washington on the road, but slim. That would be a huge, huge karma card being played if Oregon State ruins Washington and Oregon over the next two weeks. They have a chance to do it. When we come back, we'll talk Auburn football taking on New Mexico State in Jordan-Hare Stadium this weekend. With Jacob Goertz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. We've got 30 more minutes here on the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. He is Uncle T-Bone Wade Ben, and I'm Jacob Goins with you inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio. And a reminder that On the Line Fridays is brought to you by our friends at Sensi Green Heating and Air. They sponsor the second hour of the show each and every Friday, and we appreciate them uh, doing that for us. So be sure you go and check them out for all your heating and air needs at Sensi Green. Uh, SensiGreen.com, right, Wade? Right? Yep, www.sensigreen.com. Com for air that is cool and clean call sense green there you go well, we appreciate them and uh let's hop into we've been we've covered a lot on the show today but we got 30 more minutes before an auburn football game tomorrow let's talk a little auburn and new mexico state how are your initial thoughts and feelings kind of about this game going into tomorrow well you know auburn's matched up against new mexico state i think three times over the years and just absolutely run them out of the stadium like i said earlier in the show this is what i call the calm before the storm weekend where you kind of get to take a deep breath and uh oh i don't know just enjoy the day and watch auburn beat a pretty bad team in the western division this week uh the combined record of teams is 35 and 36 against sec west opponents New Mexico State's got eight of those wins, Jacob. UT Chattanooga's got seven. So between those teams, mm-hmm. two teams playing Auburn and Alabama, they have 42% of the wins out of these bad teams on this bad weekend of cupcake football. I think it all rotates around the New Mexico State quarterback, whether they keep this under the line. I just checked it on www.scoresandodds.com. That line has now jumped to 25 and a half. Mm. That's moved way up over the week. I've got a feeling that 
New Mexico State with a uh, Conference USA championship game next week. Do not want to risk, do not want to risk their starting stud quarterback in his hamstring against Auburn because that'd be a good way for get him to get hurt even worse. That's a really, really good point. And people are forgetting that they are playing in their conference championship game. And let's right. be honest, this is a game that New Mexico State is not supposed to win by any means. You're, I mean, you're a 25-point dog coming on the road in the SEC, right? why would you this game has no effect on the outcome of their season they're coming to auburn they're getting their money and they're trying to get out of dodge and so yeah why why would you if he there's any question of him playing or not or if he is on the fence right if he's still kind of lingering with the injury why would you play him i think that's a really good point that not enough people are talking about because again you're playing an auburn team that is much better than you uh, for obvious reasons and so why would you risk him getting hurt by an Auburn linebacker or an Auburn defensive line from the SEC when you can save him for your conference championship game? I yeah. think that's a really interesting point. Yeah, we're talking about quarterback Diego Pavia. Um, even with him, though, to start the season, and look, you don't want to do any comparisons, but the week before uh, UMass played us, they went to New Mexico State and won that football game, right? New Mexico State also losing only – at 8-3 and three to Hawaii and Liberty this year. So they haven't played much of a schedule, obviously. Uh, this will be their first real true test of uh, any caliber going up against SEC competition at Auburn. I mean, normally the Tigers run, run a team like this out of the stadium. I don't think Auburn's in look-ahead mode. I don't think Auburn's a good enough program right now to be in look-ahead mode, right? We've been really excited what's happened over the last three weeks, and I'm not trying to say that there's been some type of disappointment now at this point in the season there has not been I mean this has been a great season so far on and off the field Auburn needs to continue that momentum and I think that Hugh Freeze will have this team right he lost to this team last year badly when he was in talks with Auburn you know and 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 I'm not saying there's a revenge factor here but I do believe that he'll want his Tigers to show up and get ready I kind of hope that the the Pavia kid does play He's very mobile, and I think Auburn could use some real practice this week before they go up against a real mobile quarterback next week in Jalen Milrow in the Iron Bowl. I've seen a lot of people talking about that, and and I think it is a good point because Auburn has not really faced a guy like Milrow recently. I mean, they placed, you know, they faced off against Jackson Dart, who is more of a thrower, and that's what he did. He did get his on the ground, though. Let's be real. He did get his on the ground. Yeah, I mean, he's a good runner, but, you know, he's not a physical punishing runner and, and near not as athletic as Jalen Milrow. And I don't think Ole Miss runs their game plan through him running the ball, right? They want to get it in the air and high-flying and get it to their receivers. Um, K.J. Jefferson is not what Jalen Milrow is. They're two different style of players. Yes, he does like to run, but he's, I mean, he's a, an 18-wheeler truck trying to run down the field, and, and Auburn had a field day on him because that offensive line for Arkansas was was pretty brutal. Um, he's Auburn, a big guy, but he was a big target last right, weekend. Exactly, and so Auburn has not seen a guy recently like what they're going to see next week against Jalen Milrow. I mean, they Jaden Daniels got his and Jackson Dart got his, but it's just a different style. And here's the thing, too. I know we're talking more ahead of next week, but in relations to what we'll see tomorrow from Auburn is Alabama's getting better, and they're getting more confident, and that includes Jalen Milrow getting more confident as well. And so all of those things play a factor 
But here's the biggest factor, Uncle T-Bone, is Auburn's defense is one of the best in the SEC, and people still don't understand that. Outside this town and outside of this fan base, people don't understand just how good the Auburn defense has been this year. No, well, not only is it good, it's getting better as the season goes on. Because it's getting healthier. That's exactly right. They've only got, I think, one player out now for the season. They were banged up going into week one. Yeah. So, you know, the health of the defense is uh, neat. Hopefully we'll maintain after this game. I, I kind of have Auburn right here 45 to 20. Um, 20 sounds like a lot of points. A lot of that comes late because if you're the Tigers and you're playing starters late in this game, it's for only one reason, and it's because it's a close game and you need to get the W. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get enough on this team, this is a calm before the storm league weekend. You don't have to prove anything other than just getting a W. Get up, get off to a good start, get a big lead, yank those starters as clo- as soon as you can and start resting up and getting ready for next weekend. Yeah, and I think that's what um, I think that's what Auburn's going to do. Is there anything in particular you're looking for in this game, Uncle T-Bone, when it comes to playmakers or certain players to do certain things in this game? I mean, really, not really. I mean, you know, we talked about this just about every week. I'd like to see a couple of wide receivers step up and just really uh, say, you know, I'm the number one guy, throw me the ball, okay? I'd love to see a little bit more tight end play on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think that the offensive line in the running game has anything to prove. I do not want to see Peyton Thorne. I guess that's a better way to put it. What I don't want to see is Peyton Thorne out there running a lot of uh, zone read option run because I don't want to have the risk of him getting hurt before mm-hmm. the next weekend. And there's really no need to show Alabama anything that you don't have to because next weekend will be so big. Look, you know, Auburn, like I said, is not good enough to take a team, any team, for granted, especially one that's 8-3, and three, albeit they haven't played the competition that Auburn plays. So, you know, look, just take care of business. Don't look sloppy. Be, be engaged crowd get down there and cheer your tigers on and let's roll it into next week let's get to the phone lines 334-321-1390 and uncle Ali is on the phone uncle Ali, you're on the line man what's up hey gentlemen how are y'all doing good man what's on your mind on a friday afternoon well tomorrow is important uh for this reason for entertainment purposes only Tomorrow is important, okay. considering considering the line was six and a half back in uh, August, and I bet over. So you're so talking about is important, Ollie. You're talking about the Auburn uh, line preseason. Auburn was giving up right. six and a half to New Mexico State. No, no, no. I think he's talking the win no, total. No, no, no. oh, total I six yes, six and a half of the yes. season. Now that is tomorrow is important, not just to me, but to a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of discussion about that early in the year, and I think that just about everyone I spoke with said, I'm taking the Tigers in the over there, Ollie. Yeah, I mean, my my deal was this. It went went chalk for me, but my – my my deal was Auburn had to take one of two. They had to take A&M or Arkansas. Yeah, that makes sense. And so so that, that was it. I, I, I figured the, the rest of it was chalk. Uh, Cal started making me a little nervous. Uh, 
during the game. Of course they but, did. So, but yeah, it's just not me. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people <laughs> that are really interested in this game tomorrow. So, yeah, I think I, I mean I think you're right, and look, I think it's a big game for Auburn. And and back in the beginning of the year, when that spread and that line was set for Auburn's win total in this season, um, I wasn't as worried about the Arkansas game. Uh, I was in that four game stretch, right? That A and M. Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss. That's where I said Auburn had to get a win, and they didn't. And then that's what really threw everything off, and it was like, okay, now you have to beat Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, and then you absolutely have to beat Arkansas, which luckily this team did. So everybody kind of had their different pivot games in this year, uh, but so far Auburn, it's worked out for them. And maybe uh, for your friend, uh, I think his name is Wallet, right? Exactly. Yeah. Hey, and the other thing I wanted to ask about, I know we were talking about Janai Broom a while ago. Mm-hmm. Janai Broom and the the, the, the the scenario that we were talking about, about whatever, Katie Johnson is Janai Broom on steroids. I, I want to bang my head against the wall when Katie's out there. I'm like, dude, did you not take your medication before the game? It, it, he is elder skelter that it just drives me bananas yeah i mean uh you like it though when auburn's rolling and he gets out there and defensively shuts down a key player gets a steal and shoots it out to the uh to the guys running down the court and there's a big slam dunk right and how often does that happen (laughs) that's the problem last night i saw him i mean yeah he got the he got the four-point play which ended up not being a four-point play. But then the next time he goes in, he just chunks it up. It just drives me bananas. That is one of my problems with KD is in a fast break. If And here, look, we all know with KD Johnson, if he is dribbling between his legs on the three-point line on the wing, he is going to shoot it every time or put it on the floor and take it to the rack. He is not passing that basketball up. And uh, there's a lot of times with KD Johnson in transition, it could be a it could be a five on one, and if KD Johnson has the basketball, that that dude is going one on one. You better believe it. Exactly. So it it just drives me bananas. And then when he runs over a guy into the third row, he gets up and it's like me. You calling <laughs> it on me? Yeah, he does. He does but do anyway. that. I enjoy you guys. Thank you. Appreciate the call, Ollie. Great to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Phone line still open here in the last 15 minutes of the show. I mean, look at basketball season beginning to take over uh, football season. I got a feeling that's not going to be the case next week here on the Plains with Alabama No, I don't think so. But shot selection and key moments for the Tigers over the last few years has been a little bit questionable to Uncle T-Bone, my friend. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest thing. And I think Auburn's gotten a lot better at that. And I think that's why uh, on the basketball side of things, Katie Johnson coming off the bench is huge, in my opinion. I think that was the right move last year um, just for his confidence, for the expectations for him, right, from uh, from Bruce and from the team and ultimately from, from the fans. Um, I think that him – Coming off the bench and not being in that starting role where he felt like he had to do a whole lot and shoot a bunch of threes and create a bunch of offense and be that big high energy guy, now he can be that off the bench and doesn't have to worry. Like 
He went one of six last night, and yet nobody really cares that he went one of six. He got eight points, which is good, but he got some free throws, which is nice. But last year, we would have drug him through the mud because he was a starting five, and he went eight points, and he shot one of six and can't make a three. So that's the biggest difference for me. Hey, he he is who he is. He's he's what I like to call a, a back alley guy because I would not want to meet him in a back alley. And you got to have a few of those guys on your basketball team, especially in this league, especially when you go up into into uh, Rupp Arena or go up into the Coleman Mausoleum up there. You really got to have some tough guys. You know, I'm with you. Uh, you know, sometimes I guess it's a little bit irritating, but if Bruce Pearl doesn't have a problem with K.D. Johnson, then neither does Uncle T-Bone. That's all I'm going to keep telling people. Look, times have changed. Players are going to be players. Let the guys roll, and if we win a, if we get to the Final Four and, and even go further, I bet nobody's going to be complaining about any of that anymore. Yeah, and the biggest thing for me before we get to our final break, Auburn just continuing to get better. Auburn basketball, that is. Sure. Because I think football's gotten better since we said this the other day. What, Wednesday, right? When Auburn lost to LSU, since then, this team has gotten better every single game for Auburn football. I want to see that from Auburn basketball as well. And I think they took a step back in their second game. Just whatever. It's Southeast Louisiana. But tonight, how can you improve if you're Auburn basketball? How can you improve from the 83-59 to win over Notre Dame? How can you improve from that? Roll it again. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And uh, Find ways to get better and, you know, get Denver Jones back going a little bit. Only had the two points last night. I know he played 18 minutes, so not as much as you'd like to see. But um, get some guys going and get some more confidence and just get better each and every game if you're Auburn basketball. So looking forward to that. Yep. They play St. Bonaventure tonight. Auburn football, of course, playing New Mexico State tomorrow. We'll recap everything going on over the next couple of days. We got a lot. So we'll recap and get you caught up on everything going on as we wind down here on the Friday edition of On the Line. are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Winding down here on the Friday edition of On the Line, 334-321-1390. Got a couple of minutes here with Uncle T-Bone, Wade Bennett. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067. Had a heck of a show today. Uh, Busy as always. I mean, it just seems like our show gets busier and busier, which is a great thing. It's a great thing. We've got so many great people and guests and callers and and just so much fun for two hours a day each and every day. So we appreciate you being a part of it. Uh, Today we had Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports to start the show. Had some great betting odds and picks from uh, college football this weekend, so check that out. Uh, We had my weekly interview with Auburn linebacker Eugene Asante for Tiger Takes. That airs originally on The Drive on Wednesdays at 5.30, uh, and we always air it on Fridays here on our show. And then, um, uh, then we have talked a lot of Auburn basketball, Auburn football, college football. We've talked everything going on right now now so if you missed any of the show today you can find it uploaded on demand as a podcast commercial free right after the show at espnau.com or just search on the line wherever you get your podcast busy busy weekend around our family radio stations 
And so I'm going to do my best to kind of knock these out, see if I can get all these off the rip here. I'm not reading anything. Let's see if I can do it. Uh, We had Lee Scott football last night in the state championship game. Want to plug that one more time that Lee Scott, back-to-back state champions, defeating Glenwood. So Winter uh, chicken dinner. That's right. So congratulations to head coach Daniel and and everybody over at Lee Scott. I'm so blessed to be a part of that, and that was a lot of fun last night. So that is wrapped up. Uh, Basketball will be beginning. Uh, The season's already started, but uh, the broadcast will start in the next couple of weeks. So keep up with that. Tonight, okay, we had Tiger Talk last night, Auburn basketball last night on wings. Tonight, here on this Friday night, over on wings, 94-3, Auburn High School football, second round of the playoffs, taking on the Central Phoenix City Red Devils on the road where they're already down by a touchdown, so they'll have to make up for that. Um, You can catch that over on wings, 94-3, pregame 630, and kickoff at 7 over on the Auburn High School Sports Network with Scott Bagwell, Rob Pate, and Jack Hutton. So be sure you tune into that. And while that's happening, simultaneously, right here on ESPN 106.7, the Auburn University basketball game versus St. Bonaventure will be on the air here on ESPN 106.7 with Brad Law on the call from the Auburn Sports Network. So uh, Bill and Dan are cutting their show short 30 minutes today for the drive, so we appreciate them doing that to make sure everything works out properly and like it should. And so that's what's going on today. Then tomorrow, game day on Wings 94-3. It'll be Uncle T-Bone and Jumpin' Jack Hutton will be back in the studio with you tomorrow, uh, Uncle T. So looking forward to that. Uh, You guys will go live at 11 a.m., is that correct? Yep, four hours before kickoff every Tiger football Saturday. We will uh, lead off hit for an hour and then turn it over to uh, Andy Bertram and the guys over at the uh, Auburn Network. Yep, so looking forward to that. So that'll be at 11 a.m. Uncle T-Bone, Jumpin' Jack Hutton, game day on Wings 94-3, 11 a.m. feeds into the Tiger Tailgate show, into the countdown to kickoff, and then kickoff between Auburn and New Mexico State. That is all over on Wings 94.3. So big, big weekend around the family of radio stations. Nobody's doing it better than us at Auburn Network, and I tell you that just about every week. So uh, final thoughts and predictions for tonight for Auburn basketball and tomorrow for Auburn football. Yeah, real quick, want to uh, give another shout out to our uh, Friday yes. 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock sponsor, Sensa Green heating and air check them out at uh, www.sensagreen.com for air that's cool and clean call sensagreen and when you do make sure you tell them uncle t-bone sent me i'll take the tigers big tonight in basketball i don't think the bonnies are quite the same team that they have uh, been over the past couple of years in auburn uh getting a second look at those rims that they played and shot at pretty well last night ought to make a uh, statement in brooklyn tonight I think Auburn wins big tonight in Brooklyn for Auburn basketball. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to take Auburn University football tomorrow, 38-10 to over New Mexico State. And I hate to say it, I think Central gets Auburn high tonight. I hope not. Oh, my gosh. I hope not. I hope not. I but, got, man. I got the baby Tigers winning 27-26 on a last-second 55-yarder from Towns. McBoom and Auburn University wins 45 to 20 tomorrow in jordan hair i love it well enjoy all the sports going on this weekend we'll be back on monday two to four right here on espn 106.7 he's uncle t-bone and until next monday i'm jacob Gowen. stay safe i'll talk to you later